With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. And now, with their always informative and often entertaining take on the sports news of the day, here are Jonathan Raggis and Jim Williams. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of 24-7 Sports Hub Radio. And I say thank God it's Friday, but unfortunately he's at Lincoln Financial Field today. Oh. I'm your host, Jonathan Raggis. Alongside me, as always, Jim Williams. What's going on, buddy? He mocks God. He mocks God. No, I just mock the people calling to Lincoln Financial Field. That's true. uh, You'll tell that story in a second here. Uh, Good to be with you, folks, and good afternoon, if nobody has said it to you before, even though John just did. I always like to say that. A pleasant good afternoon, everyone. you know, I, 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 you, you thank God for certain things, so do I. I thank God every day that I'm not Rob Ford, mayor of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yes, I'm a portly sunbee just like him, but at least I'm not on the finest of cocaine. <laughs> no cocaine and no prostitutes for you. Uh, no, hence I'm a lonely, depressed, sap sucker. But, 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 you're a big Robert Goulet fan instead. Hey, don't hate the Goulet. And Lyle Wagner. <laughs> You had a bromance with Lyle Wagner in the 80s, didn't you? Uh, a little bit. A bromance. I'm not trying to cast a spread. Well, well, you know what? I did have that doorpost room that measured my height. So. Oh, wow. That's a little creepy. Uh, staying with things in the 2000s, or the 20-teens, as it were, uh, we're going to talk about Thursday Night Football in just a moment or so. We've got a lot of NFL stuff to talk about. We also have our special guest, Terrence Long, former outfielder in Major League Baseball, bounced around with the Mets and the Athletics, most notably, uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the hot stove stuff going on, talk about his time in the early days of Moneyball with the Athletics, and uh, maybe he can share a story or two about his time at the vaunted Coliseum. Just saying, we'll see if we can get something out of him on that. I don't know if they had any sewage problems back in those days, but well, it, we'll, well, well, we'll, 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 we'll broach that subject with him, absolutely. Uh, we also have awards that we have to recap as well in Major League Baseball. Uh, since last we talked with you, ladies and gentlemen, we have, uh, well, not we ourselves, we don't have the money to, at least I know. John, you're made of money. Yeah, right. Major League Baseball uh, chimed in and brought out the uh, awards for Cy Young, Best Pitcher in Baseball, and of course the MVP awards. Very interesting stuff. And uh, we also have our candidate for Douchebag of the Week. So, we, and, so we're going to talk awards and give out an award. That's right. And yes, we're going to talk awards. We're going to give out awards. And we're inviting you to chime in as well because we've got a chat room. And ladies and gentlemen, if you act right now and you promise to tell a friend and give us some word about the advertising and show up in the chat room, you, yes, you can talk with Mr. Hoppe himself, John Leary Jr. Let's hit the sound to make him feel welcome. Are you sure about that? I am sure, sure. Okay, John, Jim wants this for you. Just remember that. The Hoppe. Yeah, the Hoppe. The Hoppe. That was Leary saying shut up, by the way, just putting everything. Yeah, I think that's Leary coming to your house. Yeah, well, he doesn't know where I live, and luckily neither do you. Actually, I kind of do, but anyway. Well, uh, well, how can you? Brett's not on Facebook anymore. Oh, did that come out? I'm sorry. Well, Robert Goulet gave me your address. You got an address from a dead man. That just tells you everything I need to know about. He's still that. alive. He's Isn't dead. He? He's been dead for a decade. I thought he was still alive. Oh my goodness, no. No, yeah, he died in 2007. Wow. Yeah. Don't ask why. Six he was... years, whatever. But anyway, you can get in touch with us via the chat. You just log on to the Blog Talk Radio account of your choosing, or by Facebook, or Twitter, or you know, the multiverse. I don't know. And then you call in if you want to talk any of the subjects we're talking about, 347-237-5373. That's 347-237-373. If you still have long distance where you have to pay a hell of a lot to make your call, 
Might I recommend therapy? Because it's it's 2013. You've got the Vonage, you've got your Xfinity, your Verizon. Come on now. Unlimited long distance. Or click Skype to talk and everything is all ready, Freddy. <laughs> Shot in the well, chat. I'm going to hop on your face. I was, was going to say, well, since Jim pissed off most of our listenership, let's get into uh, Wait a minute. Football. I, I, how did I piss off most of our listenership? Hey, a lot of people can't afford phones, man. Twenty four ninety nine a month, people. Just saying. Even that's a lot. Just right saying. Watched an extreme uh, extreme cheapskates last night. Really? Lady had her gas turned off because they were charging her seventeen dollars a month. Hmm. I mean, I know times are tough, but it, it's you know. But no, the funny part is she was a money manager for a big firm and made a lot of money. Oh, that is funny. That is. Yeah. So she is the epitome of a tightwad. She went into a store to buy a ten dollars shirt. She said, I'm sorry, but I only have $5 in change and dropped a whole bunch of quarters and nickels on the thing. And the guy goes, I, I, it's $10. Well, you sure you can't drop it? No. Okay, now I'll take my business elsewhere. The days of bartering have come and gone, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. There was a guy who bartered and had a $20,000 wedding for less than $1,500. Wow, really? Yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. Did they have their wedding at Trader Joe's or something? No, big church, nice reception, beautiful tuxes, a beautiful dress. It was amazing. Well, it was amazing. I, 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 I wish like I knew about that. We need that we person on the show. We need that yeah. person on the show. I don't give a damn if it's sports or not, because that could be a life-saving thing right there. And listen, Trader Joe's is good, so stop it. I wouldn't know. I've, there was none within If they were getting married at Redner's, then that would be a different story. Or, or uh, Food Lion. Wegmans. No, Wegmans no, is a little pricey. Food Lion, man. Food Lion. <laughs> AMPM, man, man. All right, well, uh... <laughs> that would be alienated everybody... Let's Ten minutes into the show, and uh, we haven't uh, spoken one thing about foot, foosball. But let's get into the Thursday night football game, Jim. And that was the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans. Colts going 7-3 and three last night after a 30-27 win over the amazing Ryan Fitzpatrick and Chris Johnson. Well, Chris Johnson, again, woke from his coma. Good yeah. for him. Uh, 17 carries, 86 yards, two end zone visits. But it was against a very... Not not a great Indianapolis team the last couple of weeks. Well, again, the Reggie Wayne uh, injury, the season-ending injury, it's going to pay some 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 harsh dividends, I think, when we get to the postseason because the Colts are assured a postseason spot more or less, unless they go tanky McLado and lose the rest of the season. Unless they sign Terrell Owens. I don't, know. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. It's going to come down to Hilton and Fleener stepping up the pace and picking up some of the slack. Yeah, and we saw a little bit of that last night. Fleener for 107 yards uh, receiving. Hilden was pretty much held in check with five grabs for 44 yards. Luck statistically didn't do a whole heck of a lot, but he was a good field general, and that's what happened. It was a tale of two halves. The first half was all Tennessee. The second half, actually, from about mm, 10 minutes in the third quarter on, was all Indianapolis. And Tennessee was making stupid penalty after stupid penalty that ended up costing them the game, quite frankly. And uh, then there's the chippy moment from this game. In the second quarter, this, this boggles my mind a little bit. I've got to find the, uh, the exact uh, verbiage from this game. Okay, in the second quarter, Delani Walker makes a grab. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everything is innocent, or what have you. And, okay, it's time for up 17-6 at halftime. Fair enough. Uh, there were personal fouls, three of them, against linebacker Eric Waden, yes. Walden. Excuse me. He actually, uh, Walker's helmet got ripped off. And then while he is helmetless, Walker, Walden comes in and headbutts Walker. And he's not kicked out of the game? Yeah. I mean, honestly, really? I, I don't know what that was all about. but uh... That is just mind-numbingly stupid. <sighs> That's sports for you these days, man. I, I mean, seriously, it's uh, it's getting worse and worse. You know. Now, but really I'll tell you this: if it was Indomitung Sue who did that, he'd be gone. Well, because yep. he has a history reputation. Well, who's the guy who just got a DUI but's going to start Sunday? <laughs> Twain Poe. Dwayne Bow. I mean, come on, man. So if this guy can headbutt somebody and not, you know, and, and be fine, a guy with a DUI. It was a possession of certain leaf drugs that are not good. Good drugs you buy at him. It is what it is, I guess. But unfortunately, uh, you know, Eric Walden should have been kicked out of the game. No question. He should about have been. It. No question. And if the NFL doesn't suspend him at least a game or two, there's something seriously wrong. But then again, as long as people power, Roger Goodell's in charge, 
you know things are going to be wrong. So. Yeah. Well, that state of affairs. But the uh, the Colts got it together. They got the victory. And, uh, you know, now they control their own fate and then some with, I believe, a three-game lead in the AFC South. It is theirs to lose. You're in the AFC South. All right, man. Let's continue with the NFL trend. We're going to make uh, our picks uh, in the Week 11 games for uh, Sunday. Um Right after Terrence Long, our guests uh, will be joining us in, the, in a little bit, hopefully. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get to this one, man. This one is I called it right on the dot. As soon as the Houston Texans released Ed Reed, I said, he's going to the Jets. John Leary, you're in the chat room. You are, because I said it to you, uh, even though you wanted him to the Patriots. And what happened? Ed Reed signs a deal with the Jets for the rest of the season yesterday, joining, uh, rejoining Rex Ryan, who was his defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens when he won a couple of Super Bowls. Um, what do you think of this, Jim? Because I honestly think it's going to help the Jets. You know, he's not going to be an every-down player. No, he can't be. But they got a lot of young safeties. You're bringing in a Super Bowl-caliber player who was already a champion, and he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You bring him in, and now he's going to play, you know, every, a down here, a down there, and he's going to be the guy that's going to be prolling in the backfield and, you know, waiting for that ball just to come to him as the, uh, you know, Jets defensive front four put some pressure on the quarterback and hoping for a uh, interception. But he's going to be dropping knowledge and tutoring these young safeties that the Jets have that are starting to pick up a little bit as the season goes you, on. What do you think about this, Derek? You hit the nail on the head. It's going to be more an off-the-field acquisition where it pays its most dividends in uh, mentoring the young defenders yeah. for New York. That's where this is a great move. I mean, yes, you're going to see him in action. You're going to see him maybe, I, I you know, at least a quarter of the plays during a game. Maybe not even that. I don't know. But until he learns the system, and God forbid if I say this, if this Jets team gets to the playoffs, you'll see him in the playoffs uh, prevalently. I think you will. Um, And by the way, if we're scoring at home, if the playoffs started today, the the Jets would be the sixth seed. How scary is that? Great. I said scary, not great. It's mind-numbing. I like it. Hey, listen, you know, of course I mean, you do, because you're a Jets fan. Of you are. But you know what? They're not, I don't care what anybody says. They are not playing as horribly as everybody thought. Honestly, everybody thought they'd probably only have one to two wins right now. Right. They don't. I, I put me in that boat. I, I completely thought that. No. But uh, I eat, I'm eating some G that crow tastes terrific over it, okay? I admit that. Yeah. I mean, it's great. But you know what, man? You look at Ed Reed, and, and you know, from what I'm hearing from uh, you know a bunch of – Friends of the show here, Chris Lepresti over at WFAN, who we've had in here, watching him in practice yesterday. He's moving really good, and then he comes out and says, I don't think I'd be here if they didn't think I could be here. I know what I know. I know how I feel, and I know that I've, what I've put into my offseason workouts. I'm ready to go. You'll see. You guys can be the judge of it, end quote. He that feels just, like he has something to prove. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a player who doesn't have anything left. If he didn't have anything left and he knew his hip was bothering he couldn't do it, he wouldn't put himself out in the line like that. Plus, he's going back to a defensive system he loves and cherishes that he flourished in for so many years. And he got cut, remember, for saying that Houston had been, quote, outplayed and outcoached, which is not a criminal offense. Yeah. It's stating things as they are. So, yeah. Absolutely. Houston's lost the Jets game. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, everybody's knocking, oh, well, did you see the way Ed Reed played with the Texans? Did you see the way the Texans have played without Ed Reed? Exactly. Not any better. So, what can you do? All right, man, let's uh, continue to trend here. Let's go over to the unfortunate mess down in Miami with this Richie Incognito situation. And uh, we got word yesterday that uh, he filed a grievance against the Dolphins for his indefinite suspension. Uh, This is a guy, uh, Jim, if... He's 100% guilty. Why would he be filing a grievance? It's just... Well, he's filing a grievance, and I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a moment, because the most you can be suspended is four games. Correct. So his logic is, well, you're getting rid of me altogether. You can't do that. That's against the rules. And if that's the case, and, you know, maybe he comes back and plays at the end of the season. But I think the more incriminating thing is, what will he actually say with the NFL uh, investigator? If he mentions that the coaches put him up to what he did, Philbin's gone immediately. Philbin is gone immediately. I I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if he drops names and throws people under the bus, rightly or wrongly, if he does so, that's, I mean, more names are going to drop. 
more names are going to drop because of this than just Incognito. It's, right now, Incognito has nothing to lose and everything to gain, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes down over the weekend and into next week. So, mm-hmm. By the way, uh, the more interesting story from this Incognito uh, storyline, you told me about it prior to the show today. The worst airline in the history of airlines has a great Incognito deal available for you, our listeners. Please tell us about it, John. Well, of course, the NFLPA is not happy with the advertisement that Spirit Airlines just recently put out. I'm trying to bring it up right now because I didn't have it on my screen, unfortunately. And here we go. It was a text ad, you know, a picture ad that was probably up on a website, probably sent out via email or whatnot. And it says, and I quote, well, first off, there's a guy sitting in a, uh, you know, next to his luggage with a Miami Dolphins helmet on. Of course, no Dolphins logo, just the color. Also a Dolphins-like helmet. Yes. And it says, don't be bullied by high fares. Fly incognito out of Flo- out of Florida or any place for that matter. Twenty four dollars off. Mm-hmm. So I know you like the ad, Jim. I, I've Spirit's done this. They're no, notorious for doing these kind of ads. Stupid. It's stupid. And plus, let me just say, I've flown Spirit Airlines a couple of times out of Atlantic City. Yeah. And now you're saying to yourself, Jim, why would you go to an airport in Atlantic City? That's two strikes against you already. Eh, you know, little gambling, little tipsy-wipsy. But Spirit Airlines, by far and away, the worst airlines known to man. Just saying. I wouldn't trust them for anything. So. Well, not many people do already, so. Oh, man, oh, man. Well, here's another story I just sent you over. Um, J.P. Howe. Former... Right, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take, right, take it. it. Take it. Yeah, so... Now, J.P. Howell, who is a uh, Dodgers pitcher, he has an interesting uh, interesting analysis of what has happened to Yasiel Puig, or as John would call him, Puig. Okay, I don't get that. <laughs> Puig. I like the name. Puig. You, you, it's like Buick, only Puig. Uh, saying that the Dodgers rookie phenom was uh, bullied by the Dodgers. Here's the quote. The guy is such a champion, this is Hal speaking. He has such a big heart, sometimes he acts like a jerk, but that is his defense mechanism. It's not really him. Someday he's not going to be 22. He's not going to be like that. I love the guy. I hope he never changes, just maybe matures. Hal would not go into who bullied Puig or what happened to the 22-year-old. Hal goes back to his days saying he was also bullied as a rookie. A veteran player cut up the only suit he owned, a gift from his father, and never replaced it. It comes back to hazing, more or less, and how it's all over this and all over that. And that's why I'm not in the sports world, because, you know, you have to deal with this kind of stuff at times. Um, your thoughts, Mr. Raggis? Uh, well, we know hazing's been going on for a long time. Um, I guess it's classified as bullying now. Yeah. Um, you know, once again, I think people throw around the term bullying too much uh, these days, but... You know, it is what it is. There's been so many players that have been bullied. We saw a video the other day of uh, Anthony Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans uh, being held down um, in, in his in his lone season in college, and you know, guys slapping him on the back, slapping him on the uh, you know behind, and basically just uh, you know messing with him. So, it, I mean, is that considered bullying? I don't think it is. I think it's just hazing. If you know, if if it's innocent, it shouldn't be classified as bullying. It should be classified as hazing. Um, but you know, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people got their uh, wires crossed now, with knowing what exactly is the difference between a, a hazing event and a bullying event. It is a blurred line. I think I think yeah. there's no question. It's a there's a blurred line in place. Um, I, I don't know. I I just don't know. I mean, it's, it's something where and we're never really gonna have to follow some more. So. Yeah, what do you got it's, it's, it's annoying. It's an annoying story, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, we're going to talk a little. You want me to segue into a little uh, little more baseball at the moment? Um, In advance of our guest? Why not? All right. Well, we'll get back to the NFL picks. We promise in a little bit. It'll be worth your time, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, awards were handed out in Major League Baseball uh, over the last couple of days. Uh, let me see what we have here. Let's take a look at the uh, the Cy Young voting, which happened on Wednesday. And it was pretty unanimous. Stevie Wonder could see what the heck was happening. Clayton Kershaw winning in the National League almost unanimously. All but one person gave him a first-place vote. 
That one person was probably from St. Louis because they gave the one other first place vote to Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals. 207 points for Kershaw, Adam Wainwright with 86. Kershaw just having an incredible, incredible year uh, with an ERA sub 2.0. Just incredible stuff. It's it's Bob Gibson material is what I like to say. Uh So congratulations to CK there. Mad Max, my main man. 28 first place votes in the American League, winning the Cy Young handily. Yu uh, Darvish was a distant second. Hisashi Iwakuma. Thank you for the Mariners. You like that uh, name, damn. Uh, well, Iwakuma or something like that. Um, 73 points was third. Uh, Scherzer got 28 first place votes. The other two went to Anibal Sanchez of the Tigers, his teammate, interesting enough, who had a, a great second half of the season. And Chris Sale of the White Sox got a first-place vote, which makes me wonder, how did Ken Hawk Harrelson have a stake in this? Amazing. Let me ask you this, though, because, you know what, before we get into the MVPs, uh, John Leary just threw out, how come John Farrell, and I know you were speaking out about this last week, right? how come he didn't get manager of the year and he wants your thoughts on it? The, uh, it's mind-numbing to me because both case studies, well, keep in mind, first and foremost, everything is based on the regular season. These awards are voted before the playoffs, to my knowledge. But I agree with with, uh, Mr. Leary uh, that uh, Farrell should have been the manager of the year. You make a case like you did the other day for Bob Melvin as well in Oakland. He's every bit as deserving. I take nothing away. I take nothing away from what Terry Francona has done in his first year in Cleveland. But the Cleveland Indians were not a last-place team in that division, if I recall, last year. Mm Mm-mm. The Red Sox were. The culture in that clubhouse was destroyed by Bobby Valentine and company. What he did, and as John so eloquently says it, worst to ultimate first, but again, you have to factor out playoffs. These are regular season awards. He just completely turned everything around. Farrell, I think, placed second overall. Not a distant second, but, you know, close enough to make it interesting. I would have went with Farrell. I might have even put Melvin over Terry Francona. Yeah. I, it, it should have been a lot closer than it was, yeah. I think, at the very least. Yeah. So, uh, and and the one thing I make mention of as well uh, in the National League, I thought Freddie Gonzalez should have gotten it. I really think Freddie the Gonzalez. The National League, nah. No, well, I I mean, Clint Hurdle deserved Clint it. Hurdle, well, okay. I, I, I honestly think Clint Hurdle deserved it. He won it there. I don't think Madeline should have been second. I actually think Mike Matheny should have been second. I think Freddie Gonzalez is, is is in his perfect place in third place. Yeah, but he 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 ninety six wins, ninety six wins, and nobody gave a damn the fact that he got ninety six wins. Yeah, How, I mean, when you hear about the coverage of the National League, it's everything the Dodgers are doing, and really that's about it. I think they're looking at the fact that you know if you also if you look at it, that the analyst was just terrible. Well, the NL East was terrible. I understand that, but you still got it. You can't really, you know, do much about the division you're in. No. And the Nationals were competitive up until September, so. Eh. I mean, you know, they had spurts. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like saying, you know, what the Mets were, you know, competitive too towards the end of the season because they were, you know, winning here and there a lot. Right. They were in the beginning of the season. So, I mean, honestly, Clint Hurdle, he had Cincinnati, he had St. Louis to go up against in his thing, um, you know. I mean, the Dodgers did phenomenal, but I, but I honestly think Clint Hurdle totally deserved it. I mean, I, I, he's a guy I, I, that's comes into this team that's been that, like I said, hasn't tasted any kind of winning culture for twenty years. I, I, I don't deny that Hurdle deserves it, but I think more consideration should have been given to Freddie Gonzalez. And it pains me to say that as a Phillies fan, but uh, no, I don't think so. Only because they're ripping down Turner Field. So, uh, well, oh, you sent me something that I can't repeat uh, the other day about the Braves field and. The, the new seating chart, it's just... Oh, you're going to go to hell when you die. That's all By the way, $700 million stadium they're building. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Uh, let's go to the MVP. And uh, these were pretty obvious. They were announced yesterday. Uh, in the American League, Miguel Cabrera wins it uh, seemingly convincingly with 385 points, 23 of a possible 30 first-place votes, coming in a relatively... I would say semi-close second, not distant, but semi-close. My main man, the Millville Meteor, Mike Trout, five first-place votes, 19 second-place votes, and some Nimrod voted him the seventh-best player in the American League, to which I say, screw your boobs. 
Chris Davis was third, Josh Donaldson fourth, Robinson Cano, don't you know, fifth, Evan Longoria sixth, and from there, um, Hoppe. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I Cabrera deserves it. I'm not going to deny that, but it's the, it's the concept of what the MVP, what does most valuable player stand for? If you take Miguel Cabrera away from the Detroit Tigers, are they still a division champion? Are they still a winning team? I'm inclined to think yes. Mm. Put it to you this way. Eh, but you know what? You know what? That goes the same thing too with the Angels. If you take Trout away, would they have been any better than they well, were? The, no. Well, and the Angels know. suck this year. No, the but Angels I'm saying, but if they didn't, I mean, they sucked. But a lot of their wins were off the bat of Mike Trout. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Just, but also, a lot of the wins off Detroit was off of Miguel Cabrera. It wasn't off of Prince Fielder. Yeah, Prince so. Fielder. That has been a bust. Yeah. That has been an absolute bust for the Tigers, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. You know what? Prince Fielder is to the Tigers as Ryan Howard is to the Phillies, and that's the God's honest truth. They're just wasting space and soaking up the cash. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying this year that Trout should have won. Inevitably, Trout is going to win an MVP. He's just too good. He's a five-tool yeah, player. Yeah, year, man, you know. Exactly. And the two fact years, that, yeah, his, his, his first two years, and he's in second place in, in both times, right? So. That, that's all you need to know about the kid. Yeah. You know, my main man. If they get some better players around him, I think uh, he can easily win it. Well, no, I don't think that's the answer. It's if those players around him, uh, you know, Albert Pujols isn't a great player. Not anymore, he ain't. Well, not anymore, I understand. You can get what I'm saying, though. They've acquired supposedly great players, John. I mean, listen, I you know I can go out and coax Ricky Henderson out of retirement. He was a great player. Doesn't mean he is now. Well, <laughs> Ricky Henderson could be the first active Hall of Famer to play. He would do it, too. You know he would. And I hate to say it, man. I think he can actually uh, put a better product out in the field than Josh Hamilton could. So. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Or Jose Reyes. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. But congratulations to Miggy, his back-to-back MVP awards. Uh, they will look nice in the trophy case as he thinks about all that could have been in the playoffs. I like, I like, I like Max Scherzer getting a vote. Yeah, that that also brings up a very nice question. But how the hell does guys like Jason Kipnis, David Ortiz, and, and Adrian Beltre go up ahead of a guy like Max Scherzer? I mean, I know they really don't vote too much for uh, pitchers, but Jesus Christ, man, he he he, he just had a, a a season we haven't seen in so many years. Yeah, I mean, he he had an out of sight season. But let me just say, I've def- I, I'm a fan of Max Scherzer's. I enjoyed what he did, but the facts are the facts. Any pitcher who gets staked. Three or four runs at the beginning of a game on a regular basis, like Scherzer was, has to win 20 games. They yeah. have to. Awesome. He got the best run support in all of baseball last year. That's a oh, fact. Yeah. So, they is. I guess that's why Miguel Cabrera was the MVP. Well, it didn't. Well, yeah, I guess. And and but why Prince Fielder is the LVP on that Detroit team? Ooh. So, yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, it's true. It's Ooh. darn true. Oh. So. Uh, we're still waiting on Terrence Long to join us here. We're at about half past 12 on the East Coast. I'm Jim. He's John. Hoppa. That I am. You're on the Hoppa. I'm the Hoppa. You're on the Hoppa. And you don't even have Dish Network. No, I don't. No, if you're in your right mind, by the way, you don't have Dish Network. I used to have it. I was back in uh, Brooklyn, but not anymore. Well, now you're, 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 you're not going back to Brooklyn anytime soon. That's no way. Oh, yeah. Hang out with uh, Taz and Joey Numbers. Joey? Pete Gass. Oh. Dean Street Posse. I'm not from freaking <laughs> Stanford, from Connecticut, Connecticut, man. I'm hanging out with the Brooklyn Brawler, man. That's what I'm doing. Oh, the Brooklyn. Well, so you have the, the tattered up shirt, the holes all over the place? Yeah, yeah it seems about right. That's, well, that does seem about right. Uh, you want to go ahead and make the picks now? Or Might as well. Or do we want to get, unfortunately, into... Uh, this, the uh, story about uh, Missouri high school football player Chad. Yeah, let's 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 tackle that right now because uh, we told you about it uh, on Wednesday show that there was a death out in uh, I believe it was New Mexico of a of a football player, high school football player playing in a playoff game and he passed away after a blunt force trauma to the head, more or less. Well, uh, you know, it, it happened again. Uh, this story coming. Uh, let me bring it up here very quickly out of Missouri as you referenced. Um, Missouri high school football player had been hospitalized with a brain injury going back to October, uh, going back to uh, Halloween. 
Chad Stover was his name. He's a junior at Tipton High School. He was taken off the football field near the end of the game, taken by ambulance to a hospital. Uh, he had been in that hospital with, brain, with a brain injury since the 31st. He died yesterday. Um, officials have not said how Stover was actually injured, which is kind of disturbing. Uh, Jarvis said last week, Jarvis being Scott Jarvis, who uh, is the superintendent of the Tipton School District in Missouri, uh, he couldn't discuss the details of the injury, but described it as very serious. Um, uh, there's a lot of lot of uh, helter-skelter clouding of things with this story. It's, uh, you know, it, it's it's... You notice how the high schools are being hush hush about everything. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's mind numbing. It's a shame. Our school and family have received outpourings and uh, support and, and what have you, and uh, the number eighteen is uh, being displayed on the field. It's uh, it, it's a sad case of affairs. So our thoughts and prayers with uh, uh, Mr. Stover's family and uh, those who uh, were his teammates and, and friends at uh, Tipton High School in Tipton, Missouri. Damn shame. Damn shame. Let's. Let's segue into picks here. Um, no easy segue. No easy segue, no. And uh, absolutely nothing from like that. So. All right. All right, man. Let's uh, start off with the first game this Sunday. And that's the uh, five and four New York Jets coming off a of bye week, taking on the three and seven Buffalo Bills. Where you got with this one, Jay? I'm going to go with the Jets because the Bills are in free fall mode. Going with the Jets as well because they better not lose to the Bills. Exactly. All right, the four and five Baltimore Ravens taking on the five and four Chicago Bears, Jim. Bears need this one. Forte's going to rattle off a big game to bounce back. I'm going with Chicago. Chicago as well. Forte's, Bears. Forte's going to have himself a good game. Uh, uh, Cleveland Browns, 4-5, and five, taking on the 6-4 and four, Andy Dalton's Cincinnati Bengals. Talk about uh, – now, if I'm not mistaken, Cleveland won the first game this season. Correct. I think. Guess what? Cleveland's going to sweep. I'm going with the Browns in a minor upset. I was going to go Browns. I'm going to go Cincinnati in this one. I think uh, Dalton needs to come back to where he was uh, during the beginning of the season. I think he can rattle off something here. So I think mentally he's just he's just wrecked right now. Yeah. I really think Dalton is a mess in, up, upstairs right now. So I'm going. That's why I'm going with Cleveland. I like Jason Campbell and what he's doing there. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, three and six Redskins taking on the five and five Philly Eagles. I'm going to regret this. I'm picking the Eagles, and I'm going to regret this, because more often than not, when I pick against the Eagles, they win, and vice versa. But I think Philadelphia can win this game and keep RG3, and they may knock RG3 out of the game. Yeah, yep, Philadelphia wins this game. Uh, there's no question about it. I think they even win it by two possessions. So. I'd love to see that. All right, Detroit Lions taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Detroit, simply Detroit. Detroit? Uh, I'm going to go Detroit as well. Hey, Jim, you want to do me a favor? Yes. Talk a little bit about Al Troutwig. Oh, okay. You don't want to get through the rest of the picks, right? You want to get no, through the No, we'll, we'll take over. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about my main man, Al Troutwig. Here we go. So, here's a guy. First of all, if you don't know the name, uh, allow me to indulge here for just a moment. Al Troutwig, play-by-play man uh, with MSG. has been with them since seemingly the birth of time. And uh, he... Also, is a play-by-play man for NBC. You see him sometimes during hockey coverage. You see him mostly during the Olympics for gymnastics. Wee. Well, an interesting story occurred on uh, via our friends at Deadspin a couple of nights ago, where people take Twitter too seriously. That's the best way I can put this. A fan kind of poked at Troutwig's expense with a with a with a line. Let's see if we can set this up here. Uh, one person was giving him a, a trolling tweet. You know, everybody gets trolled on Twitter. It's Twitter. You take it with a grain of salt. The Blockness Monster, I'll give this man his due. Uh, quoting here, thought it was an autobiographical tweet and you met Moron. Now, what happened is Al Troutwick misspelled Marty Baron's name on Twitter. Blockness Monster, common white right there. Thought it was an autobiographical tweet. And you meant moron. Troutwood was like, spell check, Baron. Okay, now at that point you should say, all right, that's fine, let it go, let it go, let it go. Not Al Troutwig. Because apparently, Al Troutwig went next level. He tried to track down the Block Ness monster. He ended up finding his phone number. Well, his parents' phone number. 
Okay? And this is the mind-numbing thing. Called the parents' house at midnight. Now, the Blackness Monster actually lives in Israel. I, I say it like it's a serious thing, but the person who is Mr. Blackness Monster lives in Israel these days. So here's the Twitter exchange. It is hilarious. Uh, Blackness Monster, did you really just call my elderly parents at midnight because you were upset with my tweet? Do you call all your fans? Troutwig responds, really? And you aren't you old enough to know better? Uh, you know, uh, Blackness Monster replies, I'm flattered that you respect my opinion to want to shoot the breeze about it. Hey, hockey world, my opinion matters, hashtag Isles. And then Troutwig responds, respect, you don't understand the word. Blackness Monster, I know enough about the word to know that I lose more respect for you with every snarky comment and uneven reporting on the aisles. Troutwig, I root for the aisles, you moron. Blackness, maybe when you were younger, not so obvious now. Calling me a moron shows me that I spoke your language earlier, smiley face. But it gets better. We have the following account from Mr. Blackness <laughs> detailing the phone call between Al Troutwig and his parents. And I quote, if the stupid ad from Awful Announcing would just stop. There we go. I, got a, I get a call from my mother that Al Troutwig has ju- just called the house to speak to me because I wrote something about him on Twitter. My mother told him that I don't live there anymore, 20 years plus, and can she have his number so I can call him back? He refused to give his number to her and said to her not to worry that he will find me. I still can't believe he was slash is insane enough to research my phone number and call my parents' house where I haven't lived in over 20 years at midnight <laughs> just to yell at me about a tweet. I spoke to my father today. He said that Al's lucky my mother answered the phone and not him. To go on and on on Twitter is one thing. To actually go next freaking level and call somebody's mama thinking it was you, is downright mm, douchebag, shall we say. So Al Troutwig of MSG and NBC Sports, although you're really not with NBC Sports except for two weeks out of every four years, you have won the coveted Douchebag of the Week Award. Hit it, John! Now that he said this, he's going to call us, which would be great publicity for this show. Yeah, my mother's waiting for a phone call now. Yeah. Luckily, also, he doesn't know my number. It begins with a number and ends with a number. How about that? I'll help him out. It's usually the way it works. I mean, come on. Twitter is meant for trolling. I'm sorry. And yeah. And preventing. It's, he, he took it too seriously. It's not like he even said anything terribly wrong. I mean, I, I've seen so much worse on Twitter. And, and, and let, me, let me get you the relay a couple of personal stories, because you've been out and about, and you've encountered Mr. Troutwig. Yes, I have. Many, 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 many years ago, I was in uh, Roosevelt Mall out in Long Island, and, uh, you know, had, had the, uh, I, I would say, I don't want to say the privilege, but anyway, I, <laughs> I, I bumped into Al Troutwig in a, uh, in a toy store, and he was with his, at the time, two very, very young sons, and uh, I guess one of them wanted a toy, and he said no, and uh, they still wanted it, and he went on just a rampage against these two kids. Uh, honestly, thought he was going to take them out back and uh, dispose of them. Uh, and a lot of, you know, in front of a lot of Rangers and Knicks fans, this happened. So it was, uh, yeah, wow. Yeah, let me, let me just tell you, there was a lot of people standing there shocked, a lot of people standing there with their mouths hanging down. Uh, it was pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, so Douchebag of the Week. If we only had another the Week song, it would be... Uh... Yeah, it'd be appropriate, well, but... Uh... Of the year. I think they all deserve it of the year, too, so... Yeah, I mean, I mean... I know you're in you're in broadcasting. You've done what you've done for gosh, 40, 30, 40 years. I mean, he was he was one of the original guys for USA's hockey coverage in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, come on, man, get it, get it. By the way, you should you should go and look on YouTube for those clips of him doing USA Sports uh, NHL coverage. He had the worst toupee. He was rocking the worst rug known to man. It was Matter a fact, wig. Well, I was working with Al Albert, who also had a pretty bad rug, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, so it was. They went to the same toupee shop. It was a beautiful, beautiful. They went to Maury's Wigs on Queens Boulevard. How do you know that? 
from Goodfellas, man. Maury's wig. Ah, yes. I thought that was an actual uh, sponsor. Maury's wig of, uh, never comes off. I thought that was an actual sponsor of MSG Sports Desk back in the day. Huh? No, that'd be great if it was. Uh, no, it used to be. Um, well, maybe when Marv came back and did it. I don't know. Oh, man. I can't remember who used to be the. It, it was a clothing uh, company that used to do. Um, Barney's? Uh, not Barney's, man. I, I haven't heard their name in a very, very long time. Um. Uh, yeah, I know what you're. I think I know where you're trying to go, but I can't think of it either. Yeah, every, every, like on MSG during, like you know, during the Knicks games, it used to, be, you know, come up during. Uh... Rick Palak? I don't know. Oh man, oh that's gonna bother me now, man, because uh, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Oh man. Five Do hours I... later, you'll be you'll be lying down, relaxing, having after dinner or whatever, and then you know Alicia, your lovely wife, and then you'll but. Ah! Probably I've done that so many times. Listen, for the people listening now, if you remember MSG during the nineties, if you remember the clothing apparel uh, that was, you know, every time oh New York Knicks are sponsored by and they would show it. Um uh, wasn't Giorgio, it was something crazy, I can't remember. It wasn't DKNY either. Perry can... Ellis. What was it? Perry Ellis, maybe? Perry Ellis, there you go. Yes. That is. Or was it Perry Ellis? I don't know. It's just the first name that came to my mind. I know Trebek. Might have been Perry Ellis, I think. But anyway, if you remember, give us a call. Three, four, give us a call, gosh darn it. And, and that's five, all we want you to call. Three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so. All right, let's get back into the uh, football picks here. We're a little, we're a little discombobulated. It's a Friday. Forgive us. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, we had to cut away for a minute. But thank you, Jim, for uh, taking the reins there for a second. That's okay. what I'm here to do. All right, so let's get back into the Detroit Lions 6-3, and three, taking on the 3-6 and six Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. Where are you going with this one? We we covered this, but that's okay. You've had other things. Oh, uh, Detroit. Detroit. Papa. Detroit. Sorry about that. All right. Dune 7, Atlanta Falcons taking on the 1-8 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And what could be the in, the best game of the week? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the toilet bowl. Actually, there's another game that could qualify for that, too. We'll talk about that in a moment. I'm torn on this one. Yeah, me too. I'm I think gonna regret- I'm going with, but I don't know if it's the right pick either. I'm regrettably going to pick Atlanta. Right, I'm picking Tampa Bay. I I hope they tie so they screw us both. Oh, that would be hilarious. All right, the five and four Arizona Cardinals taking on the one and eight Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, the Jaguars got a winning streak now. Uh oh. And it's going to fail. Yeah, it is. Arizona's going to whoop that butt. Whoop that butt. All right, here we go, and this is uh, probably, you know, a competitor next to the toilet bowl, um, probably the urinal bowl here. It's the 3-6 <laughs> and six Oakland Raiders taking on the 2-7 and seven Houston Texans. The crumb bum bowl for the man. <laughs> the crumb bum team. They're less than men. Uh, I'm going to go, and you, you talk me into this. Let the record state, you talk me into this pick. Case Keenan's a better quarterback. Houston's going to win. Yeah, I'm going Houston as well. Yeah, because you talked me into it. Thank you. No, I'm actually going to Oakland. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the four and five San Diego Chargers taking on the four and five Miami Dolphins. What is the rule of thumb when a team from three thousand miles away heads east? They lose. They lose. San Not Diego should win. Miami Not will win just because of geography. So you taking Miami? I'm picking Miami. Taking San Diego. San Diego wins this game. One more for me. Okay. The six and three San Francisco 49ers taking on the seven and two New Orleans Saints, and what should be probably the game of the week, but it's Forty mm, ers except, except for another game. Man, oh man, I feel really, really bad for Colin Kaepernick. He is going to get ripped a new bunghole. New Orleans will win by twenty or more points. Ooh. That's a big one. Oh, it's true. That is a big one. All right. Who you got? I'm going New Orleans. I have to. I just have to. I, I just, you know. Cap- at home, and we, we talked about it with your main man, Kenny Albert, the two toughest places to play are New Orleans and Seattle. Absolutely. Absolutely. New Orleans has to win this, man. Colin Kaepernick can't lead. Go into New Orleans and lead the 49ers against Drew Brees and the Saints. And, and this, this week, this week the Saints are going to play nice. They're only going to get 39 first downs. <laughs> only? That's it? Yeah, only. Anyway, moving on. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, the Green Bay Packers, 5-4, and four, taking on the New York Giants, who are 3-6. and six. I'm going to say everything. I'm going to pick you points. Oh, boy. Uh, I just creep myself out. <laughs> Um, believe it or not, I think the Giants can win this game. I'm going to pick New York. 
I am going to pick the Giants as well. If this was uh, Aaron Rodgers, it would be a no-brainer. It would be a no-contest. We'd be, we'd be done and over with this game by now. But no, it's Scott Tolzien. It's Matt Flynn. Seneca Wallace on his gimp groin. I mean, as good as Eddie Lacy is, he'll get 100 yards against this Giants defense. But they can't... Possibly, but not at the Giants defense. Probably knows they're really going to rely heavily on Eddie Lacy in a run. I don't really know. Hoppa. That's right. Hoppa, hoppa. Indeed. We'll get to that game in a moment. All right. The 2-7 and seven Minnesota Vikings taking on the 9-1 and one Seattle Seahawks. Does a bear poop in the woods? Yes. Yes. So, by that logic, Seattle wins. It's not going to be Minnesota making it close and cutesy like Tampa Bay did. Seattle will protect this house. Absolutely. All right, now let's get into our game. Of course, I'm picking Seattle. I'm not even going to tell you about that. Uh, let's get into the game of the week, and that is the 9-0 and KC Chiefs taking on the 8-1 and Denver Broncos. I am um, Petrico out there. Have a good game. Uh, the bye week, uh, we uh, need to get a few things straight. <clears throat> um, I had an extra couple of ribs in advance of this one, so uh should be a good game for me. But it won't be good enough, because even on one gimp ankle, Biden, that's all I'm saying, Biden, Denver wins this one. But I have a feeling you're going to go against me on this. Absolutely not. Denver wins this one. Okay, I thought you were going to be contrary. And they're going to win it in, in good fashion. There's no way. This is the first time Casey's playing a good team all season long. There is no oh, way Casey goes to 10-0. They've, honestly, and I keep telling you this, they should at least be 7-2 and right now, Casey. Maybe 6-3. and three. Possibly over the last few weeks, and uh-uh, they're not beating the Broncos. All right. And then we get to, hey, John, wake up. We're talking about your team now. The Hoppa? Hoppa. Hoppa. And that's Monday Night Football as the 7-2 and two New England Patriots take on the 6-3 and three Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Jamison Williams, who do you have? Well, Jonathan Raggis, I, yeah, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm actually going to, I'm going to go with, I'm, you know what, Carolina, I'm going to spite Mr. Leary. I think Carolina keeps it rolling. I agree. I got Carolina in the upset here. I think they a home upset. I, I, it's, it is. It's, it's a home upset for Carolina. There's no question about it. They're looking better and better every week. Um, you know, Patriots are 7-2. and two, possibly. And they're lucky to be that. Let's, let's Exactly. A couple games kind of went their way. Some were handed to them. Uh, just game week two. Just saying. Uh, so in my mind, they're really six and three right now. So they mimic mm-hmm. the same record as the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers walk away with this one with a win. For what it's worth, and of course, we do not encourage gambling. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. Uh, it's a virtually pick 'em game the Monday nighter. Uh, Carolina by one. So yeah, keep keep that in mind, boys and girls. Keep that in mind. Absolutely. So well, unfortunately, we couldn't connect with our guest, uh, former MLB outfielder Terrence Long today. We will... I think I scared him off about talking about the Coliseum, and I'm sorry for that. It's, it's a possibility, um, but we will try to have uh, Terrence on with us in a future. So we do apologize to our listeners. Unfortunately, sometimes it just happens that way. Doo-doo does doo-doo. It, it, it does. The doo-doo-doo to da-da-da. That's all I have to say to you. But to, but to our listeners, we got some great, great, great content going up today on 247sportshub.com. That's 247sportshub.com. Yossi Goldstein, our uh, good friend Yossi, is uh, writing a little bit about the uh, Miami mess and where they have to go from there. Ed Reed and how his signing will help the Jets. And our good friend Tanya Mercado with a nice piece on Alex Rodriguez calling him the biggest disappointment in baseball. And Glenn Miller, of course, talking about how young talents, failure, to develop sooner, doomed head coach Kevin Deneen down with the Florida Panthers in the National Hockey League. And named yesterday our writer of the month for October, Jay Carapella, says if the Toronto Raptors want to contend, if they truly want to contend, they need to trade one of their starting wings, either in Rudy Gay or DeMar DeRozan. So we got some great, great stuff going up on 247sportshub.com. Give it a read. because Absolutely. Uh, what I find, you know, you mentioned Alex Rodriguez. Today he was supposed to be interviewed by Major League Baseball, but, oh, he coyly stepped away from that. Oh, oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, 
Also, we got a new series over at 247sportshub.com, and it's starting next week. It's called 24-7 Good Guys. Yes, we are going to profile the positive aspect of athletes and, and superstars, uh, you know, around sports and around entertainment. And uh, we're going to look at all the great things they do within charity, what they do for the troops, what they do for, uh, you know, sick children, Jim. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a really good one. And our first profile is going to be on WWE superstar David Otunga. He's going to join uh, myself and Glenn Miller on Tuesday. And uh, the uh, interview should be up on 24-7 Sports Hub, hopefully by Thursday, the latest. So Very cool. Very cool. It'll be really good. We're going to talk to about WWE's BSR anti-bullying campaign. Perfect, since we spoke about bullying today. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to drop some questions to David Otunga about that, what's going on in sports with bullying and hazing and See what Mr. Otunga has to say about that. Also, uh, talk about all the good he does in the community. Uh, and if you if you act now, you might even get some free legal advice from him. Absolutely, man! Great guy, brilliant guy. You know, Harvard educated. No, lawyer. I mean, he he legitimately knows his stuff. Oh, listen! Not only is he a Harvard educated lawyer passing his bar, but he has his bachelor's in psychology and neuroscience. He's a smart dude, is what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. and a good guy too. So uh, we're really looking forward to uh, joining uh, WWE superstar. David Otunga on Tuesday, and uh, we can't re- wait for everybody to read it. We'll talk about that possibly on uh, next Friday's show. So Absolutely. And we've got guests lined up on this show uh, uh, potentially in the coming weeks. We so, do. Uh, we do. We, we do have a lot of guests. The November to Remember goes on, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. All right. Well, once again, we apologize uh, to, all, to all of our listeners um, for not having our guest uh, join us today. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen. Anyway. You know, but we do thank you for tuning in and listening to Jim and I. Sorry for a, uh, you know, a little bit of a confusing, crazy show. Um, but, Jim, I want to thank you for taking the reins uh, during the middle uh, of it. No problem. I, 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 do I get double pay? You do. Oh, double nothing. All right. Absolutely. Double of nothing. Do I get to wear the jacket? You do. Fat guy in little coat. We'll get you in a master's jacket. A tradition unlike any other. Hello, friends. There you go. All right, well, so for Jim Williams, I'm Jonathan Ragus. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you all on Monday. Aloha. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.